Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, Pastor Brett and Pastor Garrett Ward are with me. We're going to do, uh, we're starting off a new series segment, and we're going to be, I'm not sure on the title yet. I'm still coming up with it. So, Brett, you're good at titles, right? Um, Romans Romans 1 to <laughs> questions, 1 to was one of the Questions you've always wanted an answer to, but we're afraid to ask. That's a long title, but sure, <laughs> okay. we could use that. Um, but we're going to do different, we're going to do different episodes where we're talking about different topics. So we'll do, it's a question series. So it'll be questions about today's is uh, questions about God and the Bible. Um, I'll bring in some of the marriage mentor couples and we'll talk about questions about marriage, questions about dating, questions about sin, uh, questions about uh, the gospel, questions about other religions, things like that. But today specifically is questions about God and the Bible. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Pastor Brett and Pastor Garrett. um, I won't call you Pastor Brett and Pastor Garrett the whole time, I promise. (laughs) Uh, first, oh, what do you guys think of the new uh, podcast studio they built for us here? I, I mean, like it. There's more room. Yeah, uh, love the lighting. You nice know. ventilation. I told here. him it was, you know, the square footage was uh, a little not not quite enough here. And with re- if you're just listening to this, it's because we're in the auditorium on the stage. So this is a a rather <laughs> large room for a three person podcast. But we're on video now. So if you're listening and you want to watch this episode instead, you can go over to our YouTube channel and you can find it there. Well, hey, we have a playlist there with the podcast, and you can see some of the. Uh, some of the past failed attempts of myself recording the podcast, and you'll see how finally getting the production team on board here uh, to help me out is way, way better because it looks much better. So uh, yeah, YouTube, you can check it out on video, or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, uh, any of that stuff, just to give you context, we are now in the new podcast studio. Uh, All right, let's talk about questions about God and the Bible. So uh, we're going to start off with this. It's a common question that I've heard a lot over just the years of being in ministry. Um, people have discussed it a lot, but the question is, why does God allow pain and suffering in the world? Wow. Start off with the easy one. for Yeah, you. Garrett, why don't you take the easier ones and then I'll take the more difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take this one. Yeah. This, well, is, a big, this is a big question. It's not like a yes or no answer, right? Right. right. Well, ultimately you have to uh, go back to the beginning, and we look at the book of Genesis and see that God created everything good, and he created uh, a beautiful world with, uh, with no sin and no suffering, and actually, Pastor Brett is going through, we, we are going through a series as a church through Genesis, and uh, you have to understand that God created everything good, and God said he's created, after he was, he was done, he created it very good. And then something happened where um, Adam and Eve uh, sinned, and they uh, broke God's law. They rejected him, and that's where uh, sin entered the world. And ultimately, uh, the consequences of that sin is death. And so that's where we see death enter the world. And from there, um, the world has been marked by suffering, pain, uh, natural disasters. And, And we see it as suffering because ultimately it, results in pain and ultimately death, physical death. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, where you have to start yeah, I mean, to it's, uh, get the basis. So we shouldn't blame God for the pain and suffering in the world. That's kind of what people can do. Blame God, you know. I'm angry at God, but really the reality is that uh, uh, human beings and their disobedience are the ones that brought it in. Now, you know what I was thinking about when you asked the question, I thought, you know, it, it could be a lot worse <laughs> in some ways. Um, but the other side of it is that God uses the pain and suffering of living in this fallen world for somebody that doesn't know him. It can draw them back to God. So mm-hmm. many stories are about that. My own story of coming to the Lord for salvation 
came out of my own suffering from my own sin. So it can it can bring a person to seek God's grace, uh, and then for the for the Christian, it uh, it has a lot of purposes. I mean, certainly suffering um, makes us dependent on God. It uh, causes our character to change. The Apostle James says, you know, counted joy when you encounter suffering of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And then one other thing suffering does is it makes you look forward to heaven and sort of reprioritizes your life mm-hmm. to what really matters. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing that with even the present suffering with the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. When we mm-hmm. talk, well, you brought up the pandemic too. Let's talk about uh, <clears throat> disease and healing because I've also heard a lot of people say, why are uh, good Christians, why do they get cancer? Why are they uh, suffering from some kind of health that was out of their control? Uh, not based off some kind of decision that they've made, poor decision they made, uh, you know, drinking or smoking too much. And, you know, my, my grandfather passed away from lung cancer, but it was because he smoked for 50 years. And that was his decision to make there. So lung cancer was a result of his own choice. But the people that don't make a choice like that, that still that, end up And that's with, a really important distinction. So suffering comes into the world through, our, through sin, all right, through its entrance. But some of the suffering we have in our own life because of our own choices, right? That's number one. You did it to yourself. Mm-hmm. The devil didn't do it. Other people, you know, you did it to yourself. That's one suffering. And then the suffering that we have because of other people. You know, maybe you're hit by a drunk driver or, you know, there's just, there's that kind of suffering. Or if a husband <clears throat> is not a loving husband, mm-hmm. then the whole family suffers. All right, so it's suffering from the choices of, of others. And then there's that, whole category we just have to admit is a mystery in a lot of ways. I mean, why does somebody get cancer? Why does a child have leukemia and that kind of thing? And we have to admit a mystery. Or why are there non-Christians that are healed from cancer and then there's Christians that aren't? Um, Yeah, I mean, God's ways are so high above ours and we're never going to know all the answers to all these these questions. But we're talking about our own choices and stuff, which uh, I want to talk about free will as well, because God does give us free will to make our own decisions, to make our own mm-hmm. choices. And I want to ask this question, why does God give us free will? Why not uh, create us just to to follow exactly how he wants us to follow and not give us the choice and just say, <laughs> do it. And, uh, and we do. So why, why free will? Well, there's a, there's a sense that we have to have free will in order to experience the, the fullness of God, the full character <laughs> of God. And to be able to experience, um, you know, and those choices leading us away from God and bringing in sin show us um, our need for God. And so, you know, I would, I would say that, oh, shoot, where was I going to go with that? <laughs> Think about it for just a minute. <laughs> but you, yeah. you, no, can't, you can't have love without right. free yeah, will, right? You, say, yeah. I mean, if I have to love you, that's not love. And if I'm forced right. to, I mean, a husband and a wife or the, the, uh, the wife feels guilty all the time because he, he pressures her to, you know, be loving towards him or something like that. That's not love. So it has to be freely given. And I right. mean, you think of our being human beings made in God's image with freedom. It's an incredible thing. Um, but uh, I think um, God just wants us to love him freely. And we do have free will, and that that comes into the whole question of of suffering in a big way too. Um, and as you said, there's more mystery there probably than we can even imagine right. in some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they say you know God didn't want uh, just to create robots or right. or 
you know, things without feelings or emotions. So to be able to experience all of these emotions, you know, we have the free will to, to make these choices. Right, right, right. Well, let's talk more about God's character then, um, since we're we're talking about the reasons why he gave us free will. Um, we, we read a lot in the, the Bible about God's wrath. So let's talk about God's wrath. Um, so why is, what is the wrath of God and why is it mentioned in the Bible? Uh, why are we hearing about the wrath of God? Yeah, you don't hear a lot of sermons on it. Uh, when we went through Romans in the summer, uh, Romans 1 to 12, uh, I talked about it quite a bit because the book of Romans talks about it. And it essentially is the punishment that God in his justice and character doles out or brings about because of his own righteousness and justice. So it it flows out of the character and person of God who is holy, who is just, and sin, uh, disobedience to him, sin, missing the mark, uh, has to be punished. We have that same sense of justice in us made in God's image when a crime is committed, then, you know, families need justice. There needs to be some sort of penalty for that fits the crime, but a penalty um, for the sin. Now, in God's grace, he's provided a, a way out, you know, through the death of Christ. But the, the wrath of God, yeah, I mean, the preachers of old, not, not many preachers nowadays or over the last 20, 30 years preach on the wrath of God, but they used to. They used to. Why is that? Yeah, I I think they you know the goal is try to get them in the get them in the room you know <laughs> are they afraid it's going to scare people yeah, away Yeah, I think so. I think you get them in the room and you talk about how they can have a fulfilled life you know Yeah, yeah. And not talk just talk, talk about the happy stuff. Yeah, the happy uh, stuff, and you can be a success in life, and God will help you to do that. And, yeah, but which to, ironically, the happy stuff is that if we learn about the wrath of God, we also learn that God. Deliverance, sent his son, yes. to save us from that wrath, right? right. So there, it's not all bad. It's just you gotta right. gotta go through some stuff that's a little scary at first, right? Yeah, right. And like Pastor Red said, you know, our sense of justice, we want to uh, be treated fairly and rightly, and even in our human courts, we have uh, justice being done yes. and, and want fair, um, you know, fair penalty and payment for what what has gone on. And yeah. God's wrath is his judgment on how he deals with uh, sin and what, what he does. That, you know, thinking about justice is one of the biggest themes in our culture right, right now. Oh, no mm-hmm. kidding. Yeah. Isn't it? Social justice, equal justice. You're not above the law. Um, all that kind of a thing. Uh, you, you want it to be fair. And, and, all, and that, that all flows from the nature and character of God. Mm-hmm. Well, if you apply it to yourself— um, then you must you have to say to God, God, give me justice. <laughs> to I usually tell our church, never ask God to give you what's coming to right, you. Yeah. You know, like God, you give me what I deserve. That's no, what I no, 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 no. <laughs> give me mercy. Yeah. Right. Okay, mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. So anytime we talk about the wrath of God, we don't end there, uh, but we we go all the way to the cross and mm-hmm. and implore people to receive Jesus as their Savior. If you want a good sermon on the wrath of God, look up on YouTube. Jonathan Edwards' sermon uh, preached in the 1700s, <clears throat> late 1700s. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the sinners in the hands of an angry God. You want to hear some some revival preaching by Jonathan Edwards? Uh, 
We read listen that to together. Yeah, we? well, yeah. we listened to it. Remember? Listen to it, yeah. Yeah, sinners in the hands of an angry God. That'll... Because someone, right. someone uh, repeated it, right? I mean, obviously in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it. right. Yeah, they read, they read it. Or, or Jonathan Edwards it. on his podcast in the 1700s. <laughs> it was right. a dram, a dra- dramatization. Oh, Did yeah. Did I say yeah. that right? That's a long, that's a big he, one, Gary. I haven't said that the, word in a long time. He dramatization. He as if he was Jonathan Edwards. Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, then, yeah, one more thing. You know, we're all of God's wrath is, you know, being poured out on sin. And ultimately, we're all under his wrath, and we're going to experience that unless Jesus Christ mm. takes on the wrath himself. And that's what happened. God's wrath was poured out on Jesus Christ on the cross. So therefore, we, are, we didn't have to experience God's right. judgment and his wrath. Yeah. Brett, you mentioned mercy, um, not getting what you deserve. And then we also, you know, grace is also something we talk about a lot. Let's talk mm. about the differences between mercy and grace, because grace <laughs> is getting what you don't deserve. Right. And mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, so grace, yeah, is God giving you what you don't deserve, and mercy is God withholding from you what you do deserve. Uh, I like the illustration of the police officer who pulls you over for speeding, and uh, grace would be him saying to you, look, uh, I'm going to pay this fine for you. And so, you know, we'll satisfy the justice of the court. I'll pay your speeding ticket on your behalf and you can freely go. So God, that's a police officer giving you what you don't deserve. Now, mercy would be the police officer then saying, in addition, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give you a, a, a card, a, a, a card that you can use. It has a thousand dollars on it to go out and spend it uh, in any way you want. Or you might say mercy is withholding the ticket and grace is giving you the card. But yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's two sides of the goodness of God, really. The, the, that God, um, it's not cheap grace, right? It's not a cheap grace. Jesus paid it all on the cross. And it comes to those who believe. It's not just a universal automatic. It comes to those who believe. Um, who choose it, free who will. Who choose it, free will, who believe in Christ. Um, but in addition to that, God gives us all the other gifts that we don't deserve and, and, uh, withholds from us the judgment that would otherwise be ours. Right. Um, we're talking a lot about, uh, our sin and the, what we deserve from our sin because of the wrath of God. Uh, but let's talk about this because Garrett, you mentioned the court systems and people getting uh, what they deserve for their their punishment for the crimes they've committed, right? So let's talk about this. Is all sin equal? Because here we all have, you know, if you uh, if you steal something from uh, from a store, you steal a pack of gum uh, versus breaking into a jewelry store and stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of it. There's different levels of punishment, right? So, uh, but that stealing is stealing. So, is all sin equal in God's eyes? Well, <laughs> a simple yes or no, uh, no, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I would say, um, yeah, there's, there's different, uh, degrees of sin. And I, I think God does see the different degrees and the effects of our human sin and fallenness. And there are scriptures, uh, that, that tell us that those will be, there, there are those will be judged harsher than others. Yeah. Um, you know, somehow we don't know exactly how that is, you know, carried out, but, um, just, just the fact that, yeah, we, in a, in our human sense have, you know, a different level of, of different degrees of sin. Um, 
first of all, all sin deserves God's wrath and punishment, and, and all sin is uh, will be punished, and God will do that fairly and rightly, and he's a good and perfect judge, and he'll mm-hmm. carry that out to you know, his perfection. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of the, when I saw you were going to ask that, I, I was thinking of the passage in um, Gospel of Matthew and Matthew eleven twenty. 20, Jesus Christ, of course, you know, anybody that was a witness or lived in the first century and saw Jesus do miracles and teach the way he did, and you're, you're in the presence of the Son of God. I mean, that, that's a pretty high accountability for what God has shown you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so Jesus is uh, moving about these cities, and he says to them, he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. And he says, woe to you, Chorazin, and woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it was more bearable. It will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. So interesting, it's like more tolerable because they had less revelation. Mm. <clears throat> if you got more revelation, you're more accountable. And it's it's more tolerable, which would almost imply are they are there degrees of punishment? Uh, you know, a little bit like if a kid does something and they haven't learned yet that it's right. wrong, age appropriate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you've got an adult doing the exact same thing. You expect more of the adult, right? Because yeah. they've they've learned. It's always wise. It's always wise wise to ask the question, but mm. we just don't have enough scriptural revelation to be dogmatic about it or, you know, come out real strong on that. Okay. So, you know what I mean? There's teaching where you kind of go, I don't know. Either way, you know, come to Jesus. Either as way. far as it being equal, Any though, sin, yeah. God will forgive your sins regardless right. of what Right, that's what I'm is. saying. Right. That's, that's where <laughs> We know equal. that. Yeah. Right. There's not right. like a, so let's say, no let's ask that then. Is there, is there an unforgivable sin? Yeah, I mean, the, the only, I guess, unforgivable sin is denying Christ your whole life and not uh, not putting your faith and trust in, in the Savior. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, any of these other, every, every other sin is forgivable. God will, God will forgive. Now, um, the, the Ten Commandments, for example, were, right. they're forgivable sins, but like Brett's saying, you know, there's different, it's, uh, I forget how you just worded it a second ago, Brett, but um, the different impacts of the different sins. These are obviously, these right. Ten Commandments are very, uh, are, are high above other things, but pretty much everything falls within them, they're right? They're fundamental, yeah. They're, There's they're, only one in the Gospels. Jesus says, if you attribute the work of the Holy Spirit to the devil, that that is an unpardonable sin. Mm. Now, I think the reason he says that is because it's the Holy Spirit that convicts you of sin mm. that brings you to Christ as your Savior. Well, if you're going to say this is the work of the devil, it's like you've cut yourself off from the very thing you need to be saved. Uh, that's would that be the equivalent of also saying that it's because of your own power? Yeah, except for you're to... attributing you're attributing the works of Jesus uh, to Satan. Okay, you're when you say that when you go there. Now, I imagine you could repent of that at some point mm. and come back to forgiveness, but you know, God can redeem you. Can redeem you, but at that really, when you cut yourself off from from Christ so much, how can that be forgiven? And again, there's a little bit of mystery here. Mm-hmm. Anybody who worries whether they've committed 
the unpardonable sin probably hasn't committed it because they're worried about you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah um right yeah that so yeah. i always uh well here we'll we'll go to this next question this will get to it but like the question can i lose my salvation um so if you're you've accepted christ you you're living your life uh with in relationship with christ can you lose that salvation from sin or by sinning <laughs> am i <laughs> well <laughs> You're no, talking I mean, a lot about sin today. I know, right? Well, we're going to do a whole other podcast <laughs> on it too, guys. And, uh, I mean, the church has debated these questions all throughout church history. No, I brought you guys on Christians because I thought you both had uh, all the answers all on both sides. Uh, but from my position and how I see Scripture, I, I believe that once you're saved, you're, you're always saved. You cannot lose your salvation because, you know, we can't earn our salvation and so we can't lose our salvation. Mm-hmm. Our salvation is a gift of God, and um, and yeah, it, it can't be taken away. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are, we are His. Uh, we are His, uh, His, His children, and uh, He only disciplines His children. He doesn't cast cast us out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. Ephesians chapter one is a great text. Also, Ephesians chapter two and Ephesians chapter one. God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, I was chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, he predetermined um, my salvation. That's Ephesians chapter 1. And Ephesians chapter 2 begins, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Uh, and then you get down to verse 4, but God in his mercy made us alive together with Christ. So you put all that, just Ephesians 1 and 2 together, you have, Chosen before the foundation of the world, which is like, okay, I didn't have a lot to do with that. And then I was dead, and Christ, by grace, made me alive. So it, it's the Reformers, uh, Martin Luther and others, that really held to this perseverance of the saints, which is that the true believer will persevere because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's God's work in them. It is, you know, so you... And then Jesus talks about in, in John chapter 10, my, you know, about his children being in his hand and no one can snatch them out of my, my father's hand. Um, so yeah, I, I think, okay, there might be some verses where people say, what about this? Uh, Hebrews chapter yeah. six or, but again, I th- I'd say the preponderance of the scripture is towards once saved, always saved the security of the believer, you know, salvation right. just can't be lost. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're almost out of time here. I want to ask one more question, just pretty fitting to the podcast uh, topic here, which is, is it wrong to question God? Is it wrong to question the Bible <laughs> and ask questions like this? That's a really good question. Oh, thank you. No, thank it you. is. You know what? It's, you know, it's hours of work, of, uh, of training, and I, I've really been working hard on my question asking. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Garrett? Is it wrong to question God? Well, I mean, I would, I would say it's, it's our human nature, and I think that comes from our, our fallenness and being limited and not knowing all the answers. And, and so there is a sense, if you are questioning God, you're not trusting him fully. You're not giving, right. giving yourself fully to him. And, and that is, you know, our sense of maybe pride and security and not knowing. So we, um, God wants us to to trust him with everything and, and, and maybe not, you know, not question, um, you know, him, his character and, um, you know, put him to the test. But I know that God knows that we are, we are human. We're fallen. We, we, this is kind of part of our, 
um, worldly experience, uh, growing in knowledge, learning. Um, and so we can't learn without questions. And mm-hmm. so I think we need to, to ask these questions, seek them out, um, but ultimately trust God and his word and his scripture um, to what he reveals to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, the reason I like the question is because I was thinking about it, and it's, you know, I might question God, but still be in submission mm-hmm. to him, still right. be in worshiping him. Like, like God, I don't understand I don't why understand. this is happening, but I still trust you. I still, t- how long, oh Lord, you know, will the enemies triumph kind of a thing. <clears throat> um, so I can, I can throw out my questions to God, but there, then there's that questioning God, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the, like, in a, why almost, did you do this? Why or? did you do that? I mean, and, and something changing in your soul, you know, maybe it's a, anger towards God or a bitterness towards God that can, can be really spiritually dangerous. So ask your questions, but you know, at the same time, just admit your finitude and God's infinitude. I mean, he's, you're not going to, you're never going to understand everything. Like Mm -hmm. a child doesn't understand why, you know, their parents uh, say certain things. Otherwise we could attain it. Yeah. Like if you could understand it all, somebody could master it. You'd be be God. I'm God now. Yeah. You'd be God. So, be humble. Yeah. You know, question, but be really humble. So yeah, to, to question, obviously, um, I would say study and reading the Bible, joining a small group and, yeah. and studying more. Um, don't just depend on Brett's 30 minute messages yeah, yeah. or 45 minute <laughs> messages some week, right? Uh, to be your source of, right. of learning these things, ask mm-hmm. the questions, look into it for yourself. You're not going to be able to get all the answers from me dragging Brett and Garrett in here for 25 minutes to ask some questions. Give so, us more time. We'll get to uh, it. So we're going to be doing a lot. I, I like this. This, uh, this, these, this episodes, these episodes will be fun with the, the questions. I'm going to throw some good ones at people, but we're going to do another one soon. Um, just questions about the gospel. And, uh, it's going to, we specifically already wrote down is why does Jesus say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is a question, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk more about that. So there's a a teaser for the next, the next episode. So, um, Brett, Garrett, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, any other, Oh, Brett, I was going to ask you this, the, as far as studying, what kind of resources would you recommend to people? If they go, I don't even know where to start. What do I look for? Um, besides, I mean, obviously reading your Bible. Yeah, is I it- like a good study Bible. I think the uh, the ESV translation, which I usually use on the weekend, there's an ESV study Bible that has nice notes at the bottom mm-hmm. of the page. I, I would uh, I would get an ESV study Bible. Somebody, Some people like to read the NIV, a New International Version, and they also have a study Bible that's good. And even a good one-volume commentary on the whole Bible is good mm-hmm. to have in your, you know, in your library. Is there a specific library. commentary that you... I like the Bible knowledge commentary. It's a, it's a really, uh, I use it all the time. It's a one-volume. It actually started out being Old Testament, then New Testament. Now it's in one volume, the Bible knowledge commentary. So uh, a good study Bible and a good one-volume commentary on the Bible would, would take you a long way. And you mentioned the got questions. Oh, you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that was a great website. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Gotquestions.org. Dot org, is I think, yeah. yeah. They ask some. They ask some really big questions, but they also have a lot of little ones. Like one that always got brought up to me was, "Is it okay to have tattoos?" And uh, so <laughs> I guess it I is, huh? Got, I went to Got Questions and I looked at their answer, and I got to say, I'm pleased with their answer. <laughs> guys, I I'm, agree still, with I'm them. still safe. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming down. Uh, look forward to more of these, and we'll get to a lot of other really cool topics on this. So thanks, guys.